Hello and welcome to my new show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I am searching for people with integrity. We have as our guest today, Mr. Matt Zinman. Matt, you like Matthew or Matt? Hey, Matt is great. Great to be with you too, John. Thank you so much for having me. Matt is the author uh, and publisher of his new book, Z-isms, Lessons for Life. It's uh, good to have you, Matt. I I'm, I'm, have looked forward to this uh, for a couple of days now. Let's start you. with your book, and let's start with the upsides that are contained in your book's Z-isms, your pearls of wisdom. Yeah, well, thank you. That's a good way to uh, to frame it. Um, people ask me, you know, what what are Zisms? That's usually the first question, and they are about those pearls of wisdom and personal experiences that we all have that we share as guiding principles, right? What is that advice that uh, you you typically give others and and you remind yourself about? And so the uh, the, the, the full title, Zisms Insights to Live By, uh, and it, it essentially covers four areas from your, your question, uh, positively around self-discovery and mindset, you know, all things that are within, and then to the external around personal relationships and interactions, and then into heightening mindfulness, like amplifying gratitude and uh, things around my experience with uh, entrepreneurship. And then the whole idea of it naturally being a personal development book is for it to be actionable. So we talk about defining your why and legacy achievement and then winning that battle within. And there's a 90-day uh, life enrichment action plan that readers can either use as a personal development framework or, you know, find things a la carte that they uh, – you know, they find helpful. Matt, do you have uh, certain of the examples to live by that are your favorites? Do you have those specially? I do. The uh, at the you know one chapter builds on the other. So at the heart of it is something called earned confidence. And as a principle, it really speaks to the fact that we have all been through everything that we have in our lives and we can all we all know what those those difficulties and challenges have been and we're still standing we're still here so the whole idea around earned confidence is as that reminder that there is no need to worry there's no need to be anxious um, making assumptions and so forth about things that aren't certain to happen or didn't certain weren't certain to have happened and so it allows you just to stay in the present knowing you can just deal with the real. And if there's the, you know, at the heart of that, of course, is gratitude and so forth. But really beyond that is the question of, well, why be anything less than kind to yourself? So kindness is really at the epicenter of, uh, of earned confidence. And then it's a theme throughout the book. I have a shirt that I wear when I walk my dog, and, and it has forgive right across my chest. And it, that tells me not only is this for other people, but for me, you know, you have, sometimes you go through life, and you have to forgive yourself. 
Right. I, you know, I, I, I like the, uh, I like the sentiment to say the least. And, you know, a lot of these things both apply to ourselves uh, as well as, uh, you know, for others, people think of kindness, for example, and they think, Oh, kindness, you know, kindness toward others. But uh, specifically speaking to, you know, kindness toward yourself is really that guiding principle to, you know, as, a, as that, that foundational, you know, springboard, you know, to continue to work on yourself and know that you're making the right decisions, like when to say no, for example, like it wouldn't be kind if I didn't say no, I really need to say no. Um, and then to your point, uh, you know, regret, you know, or you know, I have a friend of mine and I uh, just, you know, got up the phone with him yesterday and um, he's talking about, you know, some situations with his wife and that, you know, she kind of keeps a scorecard. You know, she, she you know, holds um, some resentment about things that happened in their marriage. And we all go through, you know, all kinds of things in our relationships. It's not unusual for anybody. But, you know, keeping a scorecard is just such a relationship killer, right? So you're not just talking about regret and having to forgive yourself. It's about really forgiving others. And then what I had said to him is, well, why would anyone want to keep a scorecard? In the first place, I mean, what good does that do you? Even though you might be, you know, hold, you know, holding some resentment toward the other person. So if you put yourself first, you know, you can hopefully get out of your own way. So um, I really like the sentiment that you brought up. That's an interesting way to hoard your anger. I know that. Right. What's uh, in your best interest? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Not to stay angry. <laughs> So. One one thing I've learned, though, is that uh, um, grief and anger are first cousins. Right. They run they run side by side. I made a note uh, here. I'm sorry, you were about to say. No, I agree with you. I mean, at the same time, I think there has to be a balance. I mean, it's not to say ignore things, and especially when you know, I think of of, you know, you're mentioning grief, you know, it, you know, you have to feel what there is to feel. It's really more about not harboring things beyond, you know, what's healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I recall my first marriage. We decided to have a, a psychologist talk to us for marriage counseling. It wasn't successful, but I stayed for 10 years learned a lot well i mean you gave it to try right you, you know you, you saw it through you know so i mean I'm, I'm second time around myself you know you don't um you know that's uh you know that's an that's an important thing i'm glad to hear you did that i made a note uh kind of a quote from adversity to advantage would you elaborate that please well I, you know for example if we're talking about the situation now with COVID and how that might affect anyone's lives, whether it's uh, having to shelter in place, whether it's being displaced from uh, a job, um, you know, again, back to the previous comment, there's, you really need to tune into and not ignore, you know, has that feel. I mean, not being able to do the things that you love because you're, you're, you're stuck inside or, you know, what does it feel like to lose a job, of course. But at the same time, where can you turn to life enrichment and turning situations that are challenges into opportunities? So, you know, for me, I've had the, you know, my son's back from college. And 
you know, I want him to be having that experience. Um, and unfortunately, you know, he's among those that are, are not able to do that right now. But we've been having a great time as a family, times that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, and for people who might be in, in the job displacement, maybe it's that opportunity to make a pivot. You know, what is, you know, re reevaluate what your why is. Um, what is that entrepreneurial endeavor that you might have always wanted to do? You know, take a step in that direction or personal development. So those would be a number of, you know, real life advantages. Well, I've, uh, one thing I've learned by experience, you learn by experience, of course, and it's not necessarily what you went through. It's, it's how you dealt with it afterward and how you continue to deal with it if it still needs to be dealt with. It's well said. I looked at a few th more things. How about the law of attraction? Can you elaborate? I, I know I have an idea about that. Some people right. have different versions. Tell me about it. Well, I think that when people, you know, the, the law of attraction is something that people have different um, viewpoints about, you know, in and into itself. But what it really speaks to is gratitude. And I think universally, everyone recognizes that the experience of being grateful is where the joy in life and life enrichment occur. So it has more to do with that than something rooted in quantum physics or what other people might consider, uh, you know, flighty or, you know, whatever. You know, it's really more of the gratitude thing. For me, um, the way I interpret the law of attraction is something along the lines of what we expect tends to happen. So expectations matter. And, and you might hear along the lines of, well, if uh, if I worry about money, I'll never, you know, get ahead with money. And I, I think it really does come back to earn confidence and the importance of not worrying, because that's a habit that does need to be broken. It's certainly a, um, you know, a quality of life issue for someone who is in the habit of worrying too much. But if you connect that back to the law of attraction and you look at worry as being about having an expectation of something you do not want to happen, then you could be actually causing that very thing. I see. I know that uh, mindfulness has moving parts, I guess I should say. Sure. One of which is meditation, another is affirmations. Uh, am I am I right on those, Matt? Yeah, I think, you know, it really cuts across the board. I mean, to me, mindfulness is really a lot about um, self-awareness and, and awareness toward others. And I speak to uh, areas around managing energy, um, whether that's, you know, as an entrepreneur, knowing when I'm at my best and being able to put my head down and get the hardest things done. And when I'm not at my best, I know to, you know, to do laundry. <laughs> that still has to get done, but doesn't take a lot of, a lot of brain power. Um, it, it, it also comes down to that personal responsibility that we have knowing that we affect each other um, energetically. So, 
you know, if you know, John, you and I went into a restaurant and we encountered a server who was obviously having a very bad day, you have to be mindful not to let that affect you. And at the same time, you also can decide to make a conscious decision to cheer that person up in a mindful way. Um, another aspect of it has a lot to do with being rooted in gratitude, and it does root back to law of attraction. Um, things like swimming with the current. You know, for me, uh, which is a chapter in the book, it's about trusting your gut. And so if you ever have that feeling of, wow, I'm really, you know, trying to get something done and I'm banging my head against the wall. I don't know why this just isn't going my way. That's when you really have to decide, well, what does it mean? Because things aren't going your way. You know, what does it mean to turn around when you have that feeling? That's that's another part of mindfulness and 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 trusting your gut instead of overanalyzing things. Right. I've learned that uh, trusting your gut uh, really does exist because of uh, the books I read about chakras and intuition. And those things come to light uh, extremely uh, more so than I had thought. Um, I looked at a few things that I uh, had in a 10-minute talk, TED Talk, that I did. And when I was in Philadelphia a year or so ago, huh. and and in that I, um, I I had three words that basically kept me going kept me going along. One of those was hope. Another was strength, and the third was courage. Are are any of those your isms that you might have? Well, I mean the uh, you know the book is is less you know you think people think isms they think of quotes and quips and things like that and there are certain call outs but the you know the book is you know fully fledged um, you know 15 chapters and those are themes that are certainly woven throughout you know for sure um i think that you know another thing that that really comes into play there is self-belief you know when you think of hope i think that has to be that has to be fueled by believing that there's a follow-through with that. Um, and, and that certainly applies to, uh, you know, entrepreneurship as well. Uh, like, for example, the law of attraction, it only goes so far. I mean, it's transactional. It's not going to write a book for you. It's not going to start a company for you. It's not going to achieve those big things. And so if if that's fueled by gratitude, then what we're talking about in terms of achieving those big things is about self-belief and what is it that you can really pinpoint to a level of total self-belief that you can, you know that no matter what happens, you're going to make that outcome inevitable. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm, so, I'm with that. so I think it's kind of, you know, things like hope, I think it also has a lot to do with taking matters into your own hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes um, people don't necessarily see the end, or at least they keep bothering themselves with something. And it's a very, you know, simple phrase of it is what it is, and you really can't do much about it, kind of like this virus going around. 
my wife was just telling me an hour ago how how there's no place to go, no place to do. What do we do next? You know, we're we're back here watching watching paint dry. Well, I mean, to your point, there, you know, there what's within our control. So, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to interactions, for example, you know, you'd, you'd love to think that you can change other people, but you really only have control over yourself. When you're in a circumstance, you know, your wife is, uh, you know, accurate. We we have a lot of limitations on us right now. And, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, you, you really have to, uh, you know, not ignore, you know, how, uh, you know, how, you know, there's, there's, there's a level of grief to that. But at the same time, um, there is more to do than watch paint dry. So, uh, you know, there's, you know, I've been, for example, I've been doing a lot of things with, um, you know, being proactive with like college friends, you know, turning the situation into, you know, opportunities. People who I haven't spoken to in years now hopping on and, uh, you know, online and doing a, uh, you know, a, a social um, hour or happy hour or something along those lines. Um, that would just never have happened, you know, if, if, you, if, you, if you didn't adapt to doing those things. So uh, definitely challenging having the limitations that we have but then what can what can what can you you know create for yourself that wouldn't otherwise have been there in terms of your experiences and making those positive well we know now and it reminded again life certainly has its challenges uh, matt if you would please tell our listeners how to find you and sure yeah. Your must-read book. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, well, my website is zisms.com. It does have the hyphen, so uh, some people might call that a Z if they're somewhere internationally. Uh, and so z-isms.com. Uh, zisms insights to live by. Uh, the full name of the book. Very easy to find on Amazon. And in both places, you know, it's free to read the first part of the book, you know, take the look inside. And if that's, uh, you know, people will know when they do that, whether it's something that they, you know, want to buy and, and, and read on. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad you came on the show. Uh, you have a, a very interesting uh, book and I'm going to say it's going to serve you well. And um, I'd like to, Thank my listeners for tuning in today, and to all, take care and happy trails. Thank you.